Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. So, this series is called Birth of a Vision. Amen? And like we said last week, Carlos and Luki preached, believe to conceive. Can't have a birth without conception. We all know that that's just biology 101. You got to have a process to get to this point, right? So to continue on that, we're going to do process to the promise. Amen. The reason why it's called process to the promise, because when you are pregnant, you don't go from conception to delivery. You can't tell God, God, I want a baby. And God be like, okay, I'm going to sprinkle some salt. And now the baby's born the next day. It's not how it works. It's a process. You have your first trimester, second trimester, third trimester. I've never been pregnant. <laughs> I may look like I've been pregnant. Well. I've never been pregnant. <clears throat> However, she has. So the reason why I said this is because she had to go through a process. She went from conception, did nine months, beautiful. We have four beautiful daughters, in case y'all didn't know. And it was a process for each one, you know. And There you go. You hear them? Hey, yeah. I guarantee you at least two of those are mine. I have three back there, and I have one up here. And like I said, it's, it's four beautiful daughters. I lost a bed with God, and I ended up with all girls. But it's been a blessing. Because it's I'm all good. Voice. We got some spiritual sons, right? Amen. <laughs> but the reason why I bring this up is because even though it was a process, the end result was an amazing miracle, mm, right? Yes. And if you talk to my wife, what do you feel? So in, in the first one, we had, Michaela was our first one. How was that process the first time it happened? Well, with Michaela, mm, um, my first, she was, I was just excited, like, to have her. I was like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. I'm like, I've always wanted to have a baby. <laughs> and with her, let me tell you, I was sick as a dog. Like, I was so sick, throwing up. I couldn't hold nothing down. They had to put, like, a pump. So I had to inject myself every day because I was dehydrated. I lost weight. I, it was horrible. I was like, if this is being pregnant, I'm like, I never, ever want to be pregnant again. <laughs> never. Amen. But I was like, I still want to have a big family, God. I still want to have a big family. And then after that, uh, my second one, um, Madison, she, I got sick again. Um, really sick. Uh, but with Madison... Um, I remember with Michaela, I just wanted eggs, eggs all the time, eggs and eggs, fried eggs with the little saltine crackers and chocolate milk or cafe con leche. That was my thing. And now that's her favorite. That's all she, <laughs> eggs. she loves to eat eggs and crackers. <laughs> and then with Madison, I was also sick, very sick. Um, well, with Madison, I just craved sweets, like sweets. I just ate sweets all the time. And this girl loves sweets. That's all she wants. Mommy, before dinner, she wants sweets. Before anything, she wants sweets. And then right when Madison was two and a half um, months, I got pregnant with Melody. Um, that was quick. Yes, that was quick. <laughs> it is what it is. It would have been quicker because I was like, babe, I want to get pregnant fast. And he was like, no, let's wait. But, you know. He and you got to realize that that He couldn't resist me. <laughs> never could. I mean, that's why we got four. But you got to realize, though. So one thing she did kind of go over was Madison was originally a fraternal twin. Yes. She's our second one, but she was originally a fraternal twin up to the uh, 12 weeks, You I beat believe. me, babe. 12, you took weeks. it out of my mouth. Ah, so I'm Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go finish. So... Again, that's, in that situation is that process. A completely different pregnancy, a completely different process. We actually lost the second one. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it was there. It was hurtful for us because we were like, oh, wow, we prayed so hard for twins. Granted, we understood that God gave it to us. Yeah. Now that he had to take it back, that's a whole another conversation we need to have. But he did grant us our Amen. prayer. Yes. And it was to 12 weeks. That being said, we got a beautiful girl who's yes. full of energy, yes. artistic, smart, Amen. and just yeah. amazing, I believe. Yeah, so I think that's why God was like, okay, you know, I see your heart, you're faithful. Bam, that's when I got pregnant with my third one. Um, and then with my third one, I also got sick, very sick, throwing up again. Uh, but with Melody, um, because Madison was still so little, it was just like, I was trying to imagine uh, managing a pregnancy. You know, she was like six or five. And then, you know, with the little one and then this and then pregnant. I was exhausted. I was always tired. <laughs> I was tired. Um, and I was there to help. I, I didn't abandon her. Yeah, no, I was there. Was just, he's an was amazing father. Uh, but then with, um, uh, there's just so many M's. Melani, thank you. Thank you, Hanan. With Melani, she was a miracle child. They, the doctors, I've already kind of shared with you, this with you guys. She was a miracle child. The doctor said, hey, I, I couldn't have any more babies. Um, if you want to go have a baby, you got to go get the IVF doctor. And here's a referral. And, and I'm like, no, I ain't paying no $30,000 to go three. get pregnant again. We no. We have three. I believe a God, a God of miracles, and he could do it. If he wants to bless me with another child, hey, Lord, you know, I'm here. Um, so with Melani, um, I also had a rough time with her. Um, it was really hard throwing up again. But with Melani, I also craved, I mean, with Melani, I craved popcorn and white rice. That's all I wanted to eat, popcorn and white rice. So you know this mama blew up, okay? Because that's a lot of carbs. <laughs> yeah, but all of them, I craved something different. All of them, they're, they're, the process was different. However, they ended up all being girls, and I knew they were girls, and I knew the promise that God gave me, and I knew that, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's temporary what I'm going through, but at the end, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna receive my blessing, and Amen. I received four beautiful daughters. So, Amen. four different times I was pregnant, but they were all different. Amen. Amen. So to 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 reel that back in is basically there were similarities and there were differences, but the end result was God's promise over our lives with our children. We were blessed with four healthy, beautiful daughters. I got the 16 year old here, and all the way down to the six year old. Different processes, some similarities, but if you, I believe if you ask any mom in the room, would they go through it again? 99% of them will say yes. Because even though you went through all that, your miracle's in your hands and you would do it again in a heartbeat. If I'm wrong, like tell me I'm wrong. Reach in and be like, no, you're lying. Or you forget put it in the, the pain. And be like, I'm the lying. contractions. I'm, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So don't rush the process. Okay, hold up. But so the, the verse that we did was for this process to the promise is James 1, 2 to 4. So I'm going to read it in my version. I believe the King James is up there. If not, no worries. Just follow along. It's James 1, verses 2 to 4. And I'm going to read this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result. Other, other versions say have its mature it helps you mature. I personally like that word better because that's what the process is for. You can't rush things because you have to mature to get to certain blessings so you're able to handle certain blessings, all right? 
have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So the other version says, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Why do I say this? Kind of piggybacking where Carlos and Luke were talking about last week when they talked about Abraham and Sarah. The original is Abraham and Sarai, right? That was their promise that they would have a son, Isaac. The reason why I want to piggyback off that because is they did have the conception, right? The Lord spoke to them and told them, we're going to give you a son. We're going to give you what you've been asking us for. But here's, here's what sort of happened where even those who have the most faith, and we all know Abraham is the father of what? Faith. Father Abraham, how many seconds? He is the father of faith, right? Still, he, even him goes through a process of, is this what God meant? We start trying to figure out what God was talking about. We start trying to figure out, oh, what can we do to help this along? Our four pregnancies, well, her pregnancies, and I was just there along for the ride for more support because she was the one pregnant. But during our four pregnancies, they were different. Our oldest one came at 40 weeks. Second one was 37, 38, 37. Oh, 38, 37. 38, 37. So even though it, it seems like it might have come early or might have come late, it came at the perfect time. Their process was done and they were ready to come out. Okay? So in Genesis 15, 4, 5, which is what I believe they were preaching on last week, states... So if you yes, guys are Genesis taking notes... Genesis 15, verses 4 and 5. It states, then behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this man will not be your heir, but the one who will come from your own body, that shall be your heir. So why am I reading this verse? Because God had promised him a child, him and Sarah. Got a little, got a little excited, wanted to kind of rush the process, and I believe we're all guilty of it. God tells us a word, and we want to find our own ways to kind of push that process going. But just like a pregnancy, there's nothing you can do to rush a baby being born. You can't talk to it. You can't tell it, hey, we need you to skip a couple months, kind of get it going. It's a process. Things need to develop. Heart needs to develop. Lungs need to develop. That's why when you have a preemie child, it's in an incubator for two or three months because the lungs aren't fully developed. And that's what they need to breathe, right? If we continue to read, it says in Genesis 16, this is chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. It states that, now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not borne him a child, but she had an Egyptian slave. So this is the verse of her saying, go lay with my slave. Go lay with my, with my, my, my whoever, my helper, my assistant. This person, and it wasn't this guy. This was normal back then. You would give your concubine, your husband concubine. This was thousands of years ago. This was normal. The only reason I bring this up is because she got ahead of God. And it wasn't that she was wrong. She was just trying to fulfill what God had asked and fulfill her husband's desires of having a son. But she got ahead of God. The problem is that when this happens, we can create problems. We create these problems, and then we ask God, why? How do I know this creates problems? Because if you continue to read in verses 4 through 6, she states to her husband, this is what happens. Then he had relations with Hagar. This is verse 4 in the same chapter, Genesis 6, 16. It says, then he had relations with Hagar, and she conceived, and when Hagar became aware that she had conceived, her mistress was insignificant in her sight. She not thought she was better than the wife, right? Because he's like, well, I'm pregnant. You're not. But then this continues to go on, and then this starts to happen. Insignificant in her sight. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abraham said to Sarai, look, your slave woman is your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarai treated her harshly, and she fled from her presence. She got ahead of God, Right? She wanted to do what God said he was going to do at his time. She got ahead of God, 
And what happened was now she was holding a grudge against her slave woman and she was indifferent to her husband. Blamed her husband for what happened and blamed the, the slave woman for what happened. The reason why I bring this up is sometimes we make our own decisions to kind of rush the process. And when it goes left, we blame God. Amen. You're like, God, why did this happen? Look what I was, you, you told me to do this. And he was like, I told you to do it. And then I told you to make a right, but you went left. And now here we are. So now we got to come back around with a U-turn and bring it back to where God wanted us to do. So did he and did Abraham and Sarah delay their blessing? Maybe, maybe not. Point is that we can delay our own blessing sometimes because we want to create our own paths that God is guiding us to and we go away from. The reason why God guides you through certain processes not to rush you is so that when he does bless you, it doesn't begin to crush you. Just like a child cannot pick up a 100-pound weight, but you as a father can, is because you've grown to an adult. You've grown to stuff. You can't ask God to fix something, and he can, but you can't ask God something to physically fix something that you've created over the years. Quincy, come here for a second. I'm going to embarrass you just a little bit. Don't be mad at me. I want you guys to be aware I love Quincy. Quincy's my dog. This man right here, I mean, as you can see, he works out. He is a coach. So here's the thing. This is Quincy, right? This is me. This is a dad bod. But we're going to call this a father figure. It's not that. This is a father figure right here, right? I got four beautiful daughters. But I can't blame God because I don't look like him. This man eats, works, lives in the gym. So if you start praying to God and be like, Lord, I want a great body, God is not going to be like, all right, you know what? What you did in 13 years, I'm going to fix right now. It don't work like that. Quincy, correct me if I'm wrong. Does it work like that? It takes time. This took how many years? Okay. Amen. <laughs> all his life. You, Quincy. So the reason why I say this is because I want a full body. I can't look like Quincy overnight. That takes time. That takes a process. You can't ask God to do something overnight that you did yourself in 20 years. Amen. You have to trust that process. You can't rush it, so you have to trust that process. And this is what my wife Amen. Will take Amen. Thank you. Thank you, babe. You did amazing. Go for it, Mom. <laughs> All right, it says, trust is the most important attributes of Christian walk. Trusting God and his promise is key to our faith, to our faith journey. And yet, for most of us, our experiences in our past can leave us scared to death and unsure on how to trust God. Amen. I want you guys to raise your hand sometimes and, and, and I say, okay, yeah, sometimes, God, I, I don't trust you. We're all human, right? Yes? We're all human? Yes, amen, amen. Well, I'm here to tell you today, right, God wants you to trust the process. He wants you to trust the process. So one of the stories that I really love following is the story of Joseph. How many of you guys know the story of Joseph? Yeah, mm-hmm, I don't know. Yes, he's, he's a famous one. Um, Joseph the dreamer, he was, a soul, he was sold into slavery, wrongly accused of, his, of a crime he didn't commit, and forgotten um, by a cupbearer whom he helped. To say that Joseph's life was filled of ups and downs, it would be an oversimplification. We all like hearing stories like Joseph's, right? When God puts a person to extreme testing only to come through powerful at the end. But think about this. If you were to be put in the same situation as Joseph, Lord, I pray I will never be in that situation. <laughs> through all the trials and challenges he had to face, would you be excited? Would y'all be excited? 
<laughs> I sure won't, amen? Because I'm not even excited through the stuff that I go through. I'm sure you won't, amen? Not every process is the same. So embrace the process that God is bringing you through, mm. amen? Embrace the process that God is bringing you through. It's funny how we love to see breakthrough, right? We love to see how God is doing stuff and, you know, but however, we despise the thought of the process. We despise the thought of the process before God, amen? We like financial freedom. I'm sorry, we like financial breakthrough, but we skip stewardship, generosity, and hard work. We like church revival, but we try to skip evangelism, firm intercession, and discipleship. For example, when I first started working out, okay, when I first started working out, <laughs> Oh, Lord Jesus, here we go again. Um, I wanted to compete in bodybuilding, right? Yes, I'm, I'm 42 years old. It's never too late, right? Until you did. Man. So, okay, <laughs> you're never too late to, you know, have your little dream come true. Um, I had to go through the process, right? I had to eat clean. I had to say no to things that were unhealthy. Um, I had to put in all my effort. Um, it's not a shortcut. I wanted it to be a shortcut, but it's not. Um, however, I understood that to get to my goal, it was a process. You know, I had headaches. I had um, muscle pain. I had so much muscle pain. Like, right now, I can't even go like this. Because I feel like if I have a T-Rex, how was it? What was that? Dinosaur? Um, T-Rex. T-Rex arm. Because I cannot extend my arms all the way because I'm in pain, right? <laughs> but, Yeah. You know, you have discomfort through your process, right? I said, you want to you wanna have times where you're going to have times where you want to give up. How many of us have been there? There's times that you want to give up, right? I know I'm human. There's times that I just want to throw in the towel and say, God, <laughs> please, God, please. I don't want to go through this. You know, we've had disappointments. Most Christians, Christians, Christians. Christians never go to get their victory in any area because of some point they get disappointed. We get disappointed because we don't see what's going on. God, like, I, I, you know how my husband was saying, like, I want a perfect body, you know. And I get in the scale and, like, the scale hasn't moved. And I'm like, God, and you get disappointed. And what happens? You stop. You stop. You stop putting forth effort because you don't see you know, results. Amen? It says, at any time, disappointment is allowed and we get offended with someone or something and we, be, and we begin to stumble. It is choosing not to be disappointed that keeps us anchored in trust. And trust is a state of being that keeps us from stumbling. I want you guys to embrace and trust your process. Whatever you guys are going through, each and every one of you are probably going through something really hard, and I get it. But God is trying to teach you something. God is trying to show you something. God is trying to mature you. He's trying to build you. He's trying to, to, to in this process, he is breaking you, but at the same time, man, is building you guys. Amen. We're going to go to Romans 5, chapter 5, 3 to 4. And not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured unto us, 
and our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. Amen? It's, not, it's important to understand why we trust. It's important as a whole, but also why specifically it's trust important to God. Why trust is so important to God? Amen? Sometimes we, we think like, man, you know, God is up there. It's not important. No. Oh, yes. Come on. Get that baby. <laughs> trust is important to God. Amen? Let's go to Psalms 20. 27, sorry, chapter 20, verse 7. It tells us that many will trust in the world and the things of it that it has to offer, but few of us will trust in God. Perhaps it's this very reason trust is so important to God because few do. Man, we can, we can trust, for example, if God tells you something and then somebody else tells you something, we don't trust in God. We trust in these other things. Amen. If God is telling you go through here, but somebody else is telling you to go through here because it's shorter, us, because we are headed, we go somewhere else and we don't trust what God is telling us to do. Amen. Trust in the Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on unto your own understanding. In all the ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So trust is an indicator of our heart's condition. Amen. I'm going to say it again. Trust is an indicator of our heart's condition, reflecting where our loyalty and commitment lies. Trusting God in the midst of our trials, which is very hard to do. However, the storm show, sorry, rewind. <laughs> midst of our trials and storm show him that we can count on him, not the world. When the choice comes to choose to make things work by means this world offers, offers or rely on God, we choose to rely on God. Amen. Trust is an indicator of our heart's condition. You know, King David was like, God, examine my heart, God. Examine my heart. Is there some things that are stopping you this morning from trusting God in whatever situation that you're in? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I want you guys to say out loud this morning and say, choose, I choose to rely on God. All right, let's come on, guys. Y'all have a voice. I choose to rely on God. No matter what storms, right? We're going to choose to rely on God. Amen? I can't help but to wonder if a part of the difficulties that we, um, that we encounter in our lives is that for that same reason, to learn how to trust God. To learn how to trust God. Like, God, why am I going through this? God allows it because he wants you to trust in him. It's not about us, but it's about God. Amen? When I faced, um, I'm going to give you a little story about me. So uh, last year I faced one of the hardest times. I don't want to cry, so please get some tissue out here. <laughs> but uh, last year I had, um, I experienced something really, really hard in my life um, as a mother. And... Um, I couldn't help but to ask God, Lord, God, Lord, like, you know, 
Thank you. Thank you, Nant. Why, why, why am I going through this, Lord? Um, why am I going through all this? Um, but I had to learn to trust God. Amen. You can face your hardest moments, right? And it's like, you kind of like, how can I, it's an example. It's like a two-way street and you find yourself like, God, where do I go? You know, huh? A what? Fork in the road. A fork in the road. There you go. Where, you know, what do I do? And I had to learn how to trust God. I had to learn how to trust God. You know, even this week, um, last week, I'm sorry, um, the enemy, you know, he attacked me. You know, he attacked me really hard. As a mother, um, he, attacked my, he attacked my faith. Um, he just attacked me in every area of my life. And I think he knew. He knows, you know, um, he knows what buttons to push. Amen? He knows what buttons to push. He knows what weaknesses you have. He knows everything about you. So don't think, don't be naive that the enemy don't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing to you, right? And it's not a coincidence that the Lord, um, we're up here preaching about this, amen? Because it's been a long process as parents, and it's been a hard process, but, but God only knows. Um, I told God, you know, why, why, why am I still going through this, you know? And he had to, like, correct me you know that's why it's so important to have your alone time with God so that you can hear from him because if you're so busy trying to figure it out on your own you're not going to hear God you're not going to hear God oh my God what <laughs> that's why God was like you know Mimi you need to step aside you need to step aside I was like what God <laughs> what what do you mean step aside the battle's not yours the battle is mine. And I just bawled, crying. I was like, God, ah, I know, but God, but, the, but, but, no buts, Mimi, no buts. Step aside. The Lord is telling you today, step aside of yourself. Because the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. Step aside and let God do what he needs to do in your lives. Step aside. Step aside, Mimi, step aside. I'm like, God, I don't want to. Because, you know, I could control this. No, you can't. Stop trying to sabotage what God has for you. And step aside. The battle is not yours, but it's God's battle. Amen? All right, so there's another little story I'm going to tell you. So I decided to ride bike <laughs> on such Thursday. A bike rider. <laughs> so I was like, I took my dog to go get groomed, whatever, you know, because she, she was smelling. So I took her to get groomed and I was like, all right, I'm going to take some little time for myself and go ride bike and, you know, just it's me and the Lord and ride bike and I'm there riding bike. And um, I had messed up my knee a couple of weeks ago and I was like, um, that same day, I started the gym back up, trying to, like, strengthen my knee and stuff like that. And um, so I decided they have, like, a trail. I don't know if you guys, noon, Noonday Trail? Noonday Creek. Noonday Creek. You guys are similar? Well, anyways, it's, a, like, a trail that you get to ride bike, and it's all concrete. And I was there riding bike, you know, a couple of times. But then I saw, like, another area that it was just, like, 
like the size of my, my iPad of concrete, and the rest was gravel. So Mimi, trying to be, you know, so um, spontaneous and uh, daring, I was like, okay, I'm going to go through there because that looks pretty fun. So I decided to go through there, and I'm riding, and I'm riding, and riding. And then all of a sudden, like, my bike goes to the side, to the gravel. And then when I tried to go back on the, on the, on the concrete, yo, I ate it. I ate it so hard. Like, the whole bike went, rah, And I fell all to, like, all my weight was to the left, to this knee. And I fell, and I was like, ah! Everybody watching me, I was like, I don't care if you watch me. I am her. <laughs> Forget you guys. You can laugh. I don't care. You can laugh all you want. Listen, but I was in so much pain. Like, I forgot to put my brace on. But anyways, I was in so much pain. And I was like, God, why is this happening to me? But at the same time, I was crying. But I was laughing because I was like, yo, <laughs> what the heck? What is wrong with me? Like, why am I falling? Like, what happened? So it was, it was, it was, it was hilarious, right? It was, it was pretty hilarious. Um, hold on, hold on, let me go back. Um, hold on. Uh, all right, so what God at the moment, oh, so wait, let me go back. Hold on, I lost my train of thought. So I decided to get back on the bike. So somebody was like, oh, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. So I decided to get the, the bike and walk to the pavement. And I was like, listen, if I walk from here to my car, I'm in pain. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take forever, and I have to go pick up my kids. So I was like, you know what? I toughed it out. I got on the bike, and I was like, I'm going to ride. I'm riding. I'm riding. Yo, I went the wrong way. I went like half a mile wrong way, all the way to like Town Lake, the mall, to the other side. I was like, and I saw, I was like, no. I'm like, oh, my. I was so mad, but I was like, again, bro, what the heck is going on, Mimi? What's wrong with you? Like, Lord, why is this happening? Like, Why? So I turn around, and I go, and I start writing, and I start writing. And that moment, um, God was telling me, you know, as I was pedaling, I was tired. I wanted to stop. I was hurt. And I saw the road so long. Like, the road felt so long. Um, but we, compare, we, we can compare that to the process, right? Our road seems so long. Lord, when am I getting there? When am I getting my blessing? When am I finally going to get or be the man, the woman that you have called me to be? I tell you today, man, keep pedaling. Keep pedaling how I did. I was pedaling and pedaling, and I was in pain. You're in pain. You're hurt. You have trauma. You are telling God, God, why, why? But keep pedaling. God's telling, keep pedaling. Keep pedaling. You're going to get there. Like how I got to my car. <laughs> keep pedaling. Don't stop. Don't stop. Amen? God is in it. God is in it. He just wants you to step aside. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's my part. I want to pray. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I want to tell you how to continue to piggyback off that story. <laughs> she calls me. She doesn't call me. Instead of sending me a text message, she sends me a voice message, and she's crying. And all I hear in the voice message is, I was trying, I steered, and I slipped. That's all I got in a voice message. Mind you, I work in an OR. So I'm in the middle of a case. My boss is sitting next to me. I have another person scrubbed in the table. This is the message I hear. I told my boss, I have to go. I think my wife just crashed into something. She's saying it's not her fault. 
run out the room, run out of the OR, go outside. I call her for her to tell me that she fell off the bike. I get upset because I'm thinking she crashed, she's hurt, and she's in, oh, because she I hear I'm in a creek. So now I'm like, she's crashed, she's in a water, and she's by herself. She tells me that she was on the... All that, come on, babe. I can play the voice message, I have it on the phone. So I hear all this. So again, because of the fear in her voice, this is the message that comes in. I run outside, get on the phone. My boss is like, oh, my God, I said, leave me alone, ran outside. When I finally call her, she tells me she's on Noonday Creek. She was on a bike and she fell off because she tried to go on that trail. I, I asked her at first, are you okay? Yes. Then I asked her, I said, why are you on that trail? That trail is specifically designed for people who are mountain bikers and are experienced. Who said I wasn't? Come on, experienced man. trail riders. <laughs> she wanted to go from never doing that to running on a surface that was the size of the bike wheel and came off the gravel. That was not her process. That Amen. was not her road. Come on, come on. And I love my wife, but that was not her road. She tried to jump from a flat surface to a skinny bunch of trails. That was not her process. She wasn't there yet. This is why we can't rush the process and why we have to trust the process. These are things you gain as you go. Those, and, and so far, those have been our first two key points. Number one, don't rush the process. Number two, trust the process, right? And the reason we trust the process, as she said, is because God is trying to teach us. God is trying to mold us. God is trying to shave some things off. We've been through stuff, right? We've all been through stuff. We've all been through hurt. We've all been through pain. We've all been through trauma, some more than others. We all have a different process of getting to where God is calling us to be. You know, if you, look, if you take me, uh, Pastor Jason, Pastor Carlos, and Pastor Chino, and you hear our stories, they're all different. You've heard Chino's story. He was a gangbanger, locked up, came out, started preaching the word. I was a PK. My dad became a, a Christian when I was nine years old. I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor, you know, and he did what he did best. He taught us the best he could. And he's amazing. He's an amazing father. He's an amazing pastor. But his process was different from my own process. His process was very similar to actually to Pastor Chino's. Well, my point is, is that that process, I have to trust it. I always tell God, how can I be a pastor? I haven't lived these nightmares. Right? I don't have that, that, that horror story. I wasn't a gangbanger. I wasn't locked up for 10 years. I didn't do any of this because I learned from my, my, my elders. There's something that I was like, I'm never going to do that because I don't want to go through this. And, I'm, and, I, and again, I've made my mistakes. Trust me, I'm, I'm here because of the grace of God. We all have our own different process. But the third version of that process is accept the process. Amen. We delay our process because we can't accept what God is trying to do. It hurts too much. It bothers me too much. I don't want to accept that I actually did this and I need to go through this to get to the other side of it, right? You can't build endurance unless you slowly, slowly start building your running. You start building your cardiovascular, you start building your lungs. So to build your endurance, if you're running, you run uphill. Why? Because it creates endurance in you. It strengthens your legs, strengthens your lungs to continue to get that capacity. So why do we ask God? Maybe it's as simple as cleaning the church. Why am I cleaning the bathroom of the church? Why am I doing this? God is trying to teach you humility. Maybe God is trying to teach you patience. We ask God for patience and we want God. I don't know how many of y'all know salt, babe. That guy with the, does like this on top of the steak with the salt. We want God to do that in our life. God, I need some patience. There you go. You got patience. Don't work like that. They you sure ask God don't. for patience, you go through trials to get to that patience. You want endurance, you got to go through stuff to build endurance. Build muscle. All this is called building. 
but for the third one is to accept the process. And for my accept the process, I want to talk about Jesus. You guys remember when Jesus was getting close to being turned over to the, to the Philistines, to whoever to get crucified, and, and they were coming to get him, and Judas was coming to betray him, he was praying, right? And the Mount of Gethsemane, he was praying. He was like, God, this is too much. Realize this is coming from Jesus, the Son of God. But on earth, he was a man. We actually were talking about this today in Morning Huddle. When Jesus left heaven to come down as man, he left all divinity. He, did have, he does not have the demigod powers of Hercules. He didn't come down here with the strength of 10 men and the ability to do stuff. He came down here as all man. So that he can teach us that the same way he trusted his spirit, the Holy Spirit, and his Father, we also must do that. Still, he tells God, if you go to Mark 14.35, I want you guys, want you to read this, what this says. Mark 14.35 states, And he went a little beyond them and fell to the ground and began praying that if it were possible, the hour map might pass him by. And he was saying, this is verse 36, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Right? Yes. If you go to Matthew 26, 39, Luke 22, 42, he says the same prayer. The reason why these is four different chapters is because these are disciples that were with him. So it's like anything. If, you, if something happens and you get four different stories, everybody saw something but saw it differently or heard it differently. But the, the main idea is the same. He prayed and said, God, if you will pass this cup from me, let your will be done, though, not mine. Because he knew. Can you imagine knowing that you have to accept this process? So here he's trusting God. Let your will be done, not mine. But now when he tells him, my, so he says here. So he gets upset with the, uh, upset with the disciples because they stopped praying. And he was like, you guys didn't even wait long enough to pray with me. And he got mad at them because he wants, we all want that comfort, that backup, like somebody's there to help us. Problem is we trust too much in people. We trust too much in the internet. We trust too much in the process of today, things that the world is doing. Problem is the world tells us what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. And now it's Amen. hard for us to differentiate what God wants because it doesn't go along with what the world has said. It's okay now. Right? So now it challenges us mentally and spiritually because we're trying to figure out what's right. How do I run this process in the way God wants me to run it? Right? But when we accept the process, we have learned to trust God the way he's guiding us. Now we're no longer delaying our blessings. We're no longer walking away from our blessings because God is like, you went left and now I'm going to take you to where you need to go now. And I need you to go straight and I need you to go straight and you go straight. When we accept the process, Lord Jesus takes us to where we need to go. Can you imagine Christ accepting the process, knowing that this process was literally, literally going to kill him? There wasn't, um, oh, I'm going to go through this, and at the end of it, God's going to come down and be like, stop. No, he literally knew he was going to die. But guess what? If he didn't die, if he didn't become that perfect lamb, we wouldn't be here. He accepted his process for us. It wasn't for him. There was nothing that he did that was going to be for him. He didn't need it. 
as a man, he was still perfect because he let God and the Holy Spirit guide him. How much is our process that we're going through not for us? It may not be for us. It's not for you to go through. It's just God sees that you're strong enough to handle it. You know how many times me and my wife have gone through stuff in our marriage with our children? Raising kids is not easy. And the ones that got teenagers know this. And we may be going through it Amen. with one of our kids. Or we may be going through it as husband and wife. And with whatever we're going through, somebody wants to come and ask us, how do we do this? Fool, I don't know. We're going through it right now as well. What you mean? What answer do you want? Let's be honest. If we're going to be real transparent, I'm perfectly imperfect. But I am perfectly redeemed because of Christ. Okay? I'm perfectly redeemed because of Christ. However, when we're going through it or we're going through it with our family and we're going through these hard, hard times and these hard issues, and it's like, how are we going to get to the other side of this? And we, and we just say, God, I trust what you're doing. I'm going to accept this. And somebody comes and asks us, yo, how do we do this? And you're like, I wish I could give you an answer that was correct. But then all of a sudden you start to talk and you're able to answer them. And you're able to guide somebody through that, that trial because you've already been through it. You're starting to come out on the other side of it where somebody else is starting it. So now your process becomes a living testimony for somebody else. Jesus' process wasn't for us. I mean, it wasn't for him. It was for us. Right. Who here would say that they would literally sacrifice themselves for another? Mm. That's hard to say. That's hard to say. But you know what? You accept that process because you might be a blessing for somebody else. Your process is a testimony for somebody who's lost out there. And we need to understand that we have to accept that process for ourselves to be molded and changed and for the testimony of somebody else. Amen. 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 It, it also reminds me of um, like as because this happened to me many of times as I'm going through um, that process. Um, I'm like, God, what am I going to tell them? But see, when you're led by the Holy Spirit, the Lord will give you the words. And those words will not only minister to that person, but it will minister to you. And it will give you strength the same time you're giving strength to someone else through the Holy Spirit. God is giving you that strength. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. We hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at My